everyone and welcome to the show. I'm James, that's Katie, and that makes this the first ever episode 27 of Cloud Control. Um, you're almost done moving your back in my house one more time. I'm finally through with having you leeching off of me in this place. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's the best part about you saying that is literally on my way over. I was like, oh man, I sure hope there's coffee when I get there. <laughs> and guess what? There was. Yeah, because my rubber arm had to be twisted into making some more uh not so hard to convince me hi kate <laughs> welcome to the show um you know it's so funny the other day when you texted me you're like summer game fest is this week and then i kind of looked at that text and i was like oh yeah <laughs> it kind of just snuck up really fast this year yeah i haven't seen anyone talking about it and then it just kind of like hit me that it should be coming up soon because i like actually what's funny is i booked a tattoo and i was like oh what am i gonna do while i'm hanging out of my tattoo and i was like and then it clicked. I was like, hang on, isn't there going to be like cool video game stuff to watch? And then I was like, holy shit, Summer Game Fest is like four <laughs> days and it's suddenly coming very soon. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy, actually. I think for me, it was because the stars were in the playoffs so late, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've been so obsessed watching all the hockey stuff going on. And then it's like, usually the stars are kicked out and I can focus on gaming, right? <laughs> but this year has been a little different, but we're here now. And we're going to be talking about Summer Game Fest on the show today, everybody, in case you didn't. Uh, figure that one out. So welcome to the show, everyone. Of course, this is Cloud Control. And today we're going to talk about Summer Game Fest. I've been playing Descenders. And then later on uh, to finish the show, our last topic is Yellow Jackets because Kate and I just finished watching uh, season two. And we're, we'll talk about the show just generally and uh, let everyone know uh, why it's the best show on TV right now, in my <laughs> opinion. I think you agree. Um, but yeah, and then listener mail, of course, to close out the show, as always. So um, let's get right into our predictions, although we're not actually starting with Summer Game Fest. I told a little lie uh, because we actually did another set of predictions on a previous show for the PlayStation Showcase. Um, and so Kate and I, for those of you who did not listen to that episode, made a little bet. And so um, instead of making our own predictions, what we did is we went on to a little website called Push Square. Uh, great little PlayStation site and where they had made some predictions and Kate and I kind of went through what they had said and we both made a guess of out of their predictions which ones were most likely to come true and it turns out just I don't think anyone's predictions were really true because that showcase was not at all um, you know full of some of the things that were anticipated to be there so yeah that episode looking back on it is a lot of like well this is obviously going to be there like these are great predictions and of course stuff like you know wolverine wasn't there sobo didn't show up factions wasn't there mm -hmm. we didn't get our daily check in it's super hot like it was just a lot of stuff that seemed um very plausible uh and and didn't come true so out of the seven predictions we made we <laughs> we ended up with a score of one point for james <laughs> and yes. two points for me <laughs> pretty bad so we both correctly identified that final fantasy 16 would be there um it's like which, the lowest hanging fruit though you know, yeah like... absolutely that's like basically saying oh man i really think they're gonna show the playstation logo <laughs> like a really yeah. bit i bet you the color scheme will be blue <laughs> yeah so that was kind of a freebie and then i picked up a second point for guessing and to be fair this is kind of a low one too because it was like the most vague prediction that was made in that just an indie game not not a specific one but just an indie game would like be a, the star of the show and we debated whether or not that happened but then i pointed out that the plucky squire actually wow. was the best game at the showcase and so i think i've eked out a point on that you know one. It's, it's inarguable like the plucky squire just looks so good even mm -hmm. though even if it didn't necessarily steal the show 
it stole the show for us, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. Well, Spider-Man, exactly. obviously, too. But. At the very least, we could say that's a half point, and that's still Definitely. a victory. That's still a victory for so, you. Um, uh, <laughs> so, as per terms of the bet, James will now be buying a game under $2. No, $3. <laughs> under $3? $3? Okay, okay. <laughs> Get a little extra quality, then. Under $3, and you must play it to talk about on an upcoming future show. Yeah, that's the, that's the plan. Um, I think it should be $3 before tax. Just okay. a, a little bit more wiggle room, you okay. know, to get some more quality right. in there. And that counts if it's on sale. It doesn't have yeah. to be $3 like <laughs> normal price. Like you could potentially like win yourself a $5 game That's what on I'm going to try. That's yeah. what I'm going to try. I know? really hope that you succeed. <laughs> and I can't. Do not do not tell me ahead of time what you play. Yeah. I just want you to bring it one day You know, prepared. folks, sometimes, sometimes what you got to do is you got to wait until you see like sometimes really good old games go on sale like dishonored you can find for like 379 you know sometimes mm-hmm. on steam i just need something a little worse than dishonored to go on sale for like 279 and then i'll have a fine time but next episode i will bring whatever this game is to it. actually i think that's the rule right it's got to be the mm-hmm. next episode otherwise it'll yeah. be delayed and we'll forget like this is the mm-hmm. rule. Yeah, exactly. And that way, too, like, there's no pressure. Like, you can sit and wait for a sale forever. Like, mm-hmm. this is like, okay, you really got to make the best of the situation. You got to make the best of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's fun. And we're going to try and do something similar here now for my chance at retribution. Because, um, you know, this is probably going to suck. And I want you to feel how bad it goes. <laughs> so <laughs> um, we're going to do some Summer Game Fest predictions as well. Um, similar format, but just a little bit different because they've re- announced a huge list of partners for Summer Game Fest this year. Um, we're going to go through some of the bigger studios and make a prediction of what game we might see from them, who can get more of those right. But, you know, before we get into that list, like what, you're pretty excited for this, right? Like what's the dream scenario? What's the number one thing you'd love to see released? I just want to talk about that for a second. Um, man, okay, so this is funny, we said, yeah, I didn't, you didn't, we didn't talk about this ahead of time, you're like, oh, do you want a minute to think? I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, my dream game is that Sekiro 2 gets announced. Mm. It's never, like, I am under the, like, 0% chance it's going to happen, but if any game could ever get announced, it's Sekiro 2. Mm. Development alongside Armored Core. And the <laughs> and Elden Ring the DLC. Elden <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you know, we know how much Jeff loves uh, From Software, so, yeah. you know. You know. What about realistic? Uh, My realistic game is I really want to see Housemark show up. They didn't show Mm. up at the PlayStation Showcase, but I think, um, you know, Jeff's Jeff's buddies uh, with some PlayStation Studios. And I really, really want to see what comes after Returnal. Because if you go back to our top 25 episodes, Returnal placed extremely high on my list. Mm. That's a good call. You know, it'd be uh, really cool to see that. I would be like, why was Mm -hmm. that not at the showcase? You know, they really could have used it, but maybe because it's here, who Mm -hmm. knows? For me, you know, it's Persona 6. Yeah. Um, Especially because like, it's a little different than Sekiro as well, because we know Persona 6 is for sure happening. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like that waiting game. Right. It's not going to be this year. Like there's almost like no evidence of that, but you know, there's a chance, right? We might see something. I hope so, so much. And I'm sticking by my prediction that it's purple. Purple is the color scene. And I said green. green, I said purple. So little bonus point if that happens. Definitely. But realistically for me, I'm going even smaller beans. For me, it's perfect. We just saw Plucky Squire, no release date. They're going to show it again here. My, the realistic thing I want is just a release date for that game. Yeah. That is like, Honestly, like the two games I have right now that are like day one pre-order purchase are Silk Song, whenever that happens, and Plucky Squire. Like I'm <laughs> so pumped for this. Oh, game. you forgot one though, Hades too. Oh, and Hades too. Yeah, obviously, obviously Clearly. Hades too. Right. Well, with that lovely discussion, um, 
we will start with our predictions, I guess. Okay. Now, would you like the honor of going first or second? Because I think what we should do with this one is no duplicate predictions. Oh. Okay. You know what I mean? Because last time we both got a Final Fantasy 16 point. Some okay. of these are more obvious than others. I think we should like alternate. Okay, then I will go first because I think my first one's my shittiest prediction. <laughs> and so therefore I have to okay. make sure that, Sounds good. Go that ahead. I hold it. So uh, our first studio is Capcom. And I say we're going to get some Street Fighter 6 character reveals. Ooh. So the PlayStation gave us another like story trailer. Mm -hmm. But you know these fighting games, they always have like so many iterations of like, check out this new character. And then like all of a sudden, you know, like Guile's here now. And like, so I think we're going to get a character uh, trailer from Street Fighter 6. Okay. Well, I had them written down. I read. I wrote down two because okay. I thought that was a good one. I wrote too. down one because but, I uh, like to play dangerously. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> uh, Street Fighter Six looks so good, by the way. Like mm -hmm. I'm kind of it wanting does. to try. You <laughs> Have know? you seen the character mode? No. <laughs> oh my god! I've just been looking at the character mode. Someone Wait, made what do you like mean character mode. Well, like they have like oh, the, the character, character creation, oh, okay. and it's just so like outrageous what you can do with the sliders. Someone made Smo from Dark Souls, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like this tiny little head and this like massive belly. Oh, that's, that's the awesome. best part of the game so that's far. Like that. <laughs> um, for me, I'm just going to go with Devil May Cry then. Yeah. I've seen some rumors about that. I think interestingly too, like the Final Fantasy 16 has some connections to like the combat there. So there could be like, hey, if you mm. like this, like play this Devil May Cry game coming out next right. year. That would make some sense. So we'll go there. Uh, so next on our list, Disney. And I guess I'll go first with this one. You know what? I went with a lot of realistic predictions for this because I want to win. However... <laughs> Last time we got proven that realistic is not always the way to go. So for this one, because it just came to Xbox Games with Gold, mm -hmm. everyone's bringing back pod racing. We're going to see a new Star Wars mm. pod racer game uh, from Disney. That is awesome. Now. That would be super fun. Be perfect for Game Pass, right? Imagine that everyone's got it. There's yeah. online racing, like, but it's free because it's on Game Pass. You're pod racing mm -hmm. all around. You're putting different parts in your pods. You know what? It's the perfect timing, too. We all just got the pod racer emote in Fortnite. Exactly. Like, it's You can time. see it happening, right? I totally can. Um, okay, I like your prediction more, but I'm glad you didn't say that new like Marvel game that they're working on that's got like the four characters. Mm -hmm. I think we'll see that, um, mostly because I was like, what the hell does Disney even make? But yeah, you're right. Yeah. They just own a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> My other prediction was going to be um, Dreamlight Valley DLC, like that mm -hmm. Animal Crossing-ish kind of game. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. That's actually kind of cute. Um, okay, so moving on from Disney, our next one is Square. Uh, and I really, well, my hope is that we get to see what what kind of thing we can kill next. Because we killed Chaos last year, <laughs> and that was super badass. Um, but I think this year I went with a safer pick and said Dying Lake 2. I know mm. that's a big game coming up, and a lot of people are excited for it. Okay. Square, I mean, Final Fantasy 16 is obvious, right? I know, but, but I didn't I'm want not going to do it. Again. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to go um, just because my heart tells me to say it. We saw an article mentioning Final Fantasy Tactics Remastered. I didn't know that was even in the realm of conversation, but I'm just going to say it because, uh, you know, best, sending out my hope into the world. Best Final Fantasy game ever made. <laughs> Let's go. Um, now, here's a, just a little tangent point. If Final Fantasy 16 shows up again, is it officially a Deathloop game? Because <laughs> we have yes. seen it so I think it many is. times. I think it's the first winner of the Deathloop Award if it shows up. I think up. so. For those that don't know, the Deathloop Award, uh, you can figure that one out, I guess, if you watch these showcases <laughs> with any regularity. Uh, it's a game you see all the time. Maybe um, too much. And it doesn't mean it's a bad game. It doesn't mean we're not looking forward to it. It just means we've seen it too much. Mm -hmm. And it can, you know, simmer yeah. down and come out. Okay. Um, what's next? We got Sega next. Um, you know what? I'm going to keep this one simple. I think it's going to be uh, Sonic DLC because that game apparently has a big DLC plan and 
you know, it's better than I think people thought. So mm-hmm. why not? Why not support it? Yeah. Okay. I love for Sonic. Uh, I considered that, and then I went in the on the Yakuza train because there's that like a Gaiden game mm-hmm. supposedly coming out. So I think we'll see more of that. So they're dividing Yakuza and like a dragon into two separate mm-hmm. streams now. So do you think it's going to be Yakuza or is it going to be like a dragon? I think it's going to be like a dragon. Okay. I think it's going to be like a dragon. That might have just lost me the point. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> okay, so moving on. This, I think, is the funniest but safest prediction I've made is that it's the Ubisoft and Just Dance is happening. Like, you <laughs> cannot have a showcase without, like, people, like, pandas in costumes and, like, oh, no, sorry, people in panda costumes, not pandas in costumes. <laughs> that would be way better. Hey, just Dance is crazy. Um, it could be either way. They come out, they're always dancing. It's always, like, midway through the show where there's been a bit of a lull and then, like, the music starts going and everybody wakes up. It's awesome. You know what? Every year is like the year we'll just dance cease to arrive at these showcases, will. and it, it's if always it just if it ever does, that is the end of times. <laughs> just dance. If it shows up this year, will have outlasted E three, because E three is officially canceled this year. Yeah, that's right. Will just dance die with E three, or will nope. it continue? It's so coming. You say it's it coming. continues. I think so. Um, all right, I'm just gonna go with Avatar for Ubisoft. That's yeah. apparently coming out relatively soon, and I don't think we've really seen far, like anywhere near enough, considering how, you know, large Avatar is as a, as an enterprise, I guess you call it. So yeah, Avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, and next after that will be uh, EA, if I'm reading the list correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, now EA, interesting one. I'm gonna go with Skate because I think they had mentioned that a few years ago, and uh, you know, people like skateboarding. Uh, right, no, Kate? no, people hate skateboarding. <laughs> Can actually. you tell why I picked skateboarding? I don't know why you thought people would like that. Uh, this is fake news to me. Um, I'm going to be something way cooler than skateboarding, and that is magic. I'm going to say we're going to get more of that Mortals of Avenum game, mm. which I guess now that I think about it, we did see at the PlayStation Showcase. But then again, you can never discount a Deathloop game from showing up. Yeah, and it's not bound to be you know only at one yeah. as well. So I think we'll see that. It looks kind of cool. It's like a first-person magic shooter is what they're calling it. Some interesting fantasy design. We'll see. Um, moving on, we've got Warner Bros. And I'm going, they have this like weird like Quidditch game apparently they're making. I don't know if it's tied to Hogwarts Legacy or if it's going to be like a standalone thing. Um, but apparently there's like a Quidditch game. So, <laughs> you know, maybe. Well, um, hopefully it's more fun than Hogwarts Legacy. Um, well, for me, you know, this is this is probably the one I'm the most confident in. Okay. Or one of the most confident. I'm going to say Mortal Kombat, uh, yeah. the new reboot. That's pretty clear, I think, <laughs> for me. These, those are the two most polar opposite so, guests. We're either getting Mortal Kombat or Quidditch. They should put Scorpion in the Quidditch game as a guest character. Oh, he'd be so good. He could, like, grab the ball and, like, pull it to him. He'd be a chaser. Mm. He'd, like, pull the balls. Or just grab the snitch. Yeah, that's or, like, a, that's grab a people's catch, brooms though. out from under them and... <laughs> Um, Crossover, please, Warner Bros. <laughs> please. Um, indie studio. Which indie will show up? Which indie game do we think will arrive? Um, ooh, I have two written down. I just don't know. I'm going to go... I'm going to double down Plucky Squire. Mm-hmm. I think it actually will show again. Just because it is supposed to come out this year. Why not show it again, right? I, If you get a point for that, I'm more than happy. Because I want to see more Plucky Squire. Now, I went back to um, what I mentioned earlier, that Jeff loves Souls games. And what is the indie Souls game that everybody is just dying to is see more Song? of? 
Well, <laughs> but that's delayed. No, no, no. It's not yeah. Silk Song. It is from a little studio called Agro Crab, and that is another crab's treasure. Do you remember that? I one? do remember that. It's like the Souls game, but you're like a little like hermit crab. It looks incredible, and I we haven't seen any more since the original trailer. So I think this is where Jeff's gonna lose his mind, and it's gonna be like an Elden Ring reveal all over again. But this time it's crab time. So once the crab is on stage for Just Dance. The crab can come back out again. <laughs> That's right. For this game. That's right. It'll be perfect. Exactly. Okay. So the last two predictions we have here, um, PlayStation and Xbox are both on the list of partners. So instead of predicting a single game, we just thought we would say which of their studios we think are most likely to show up. And so um, it's your turn first, I think, actually. Right? Yes. So. so for PlayStation Studios, I double down and said Housemark. Please mm -hmm. just Housemark anything. Anything. I just want to see it. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, safe pick here is probably Insomniac, right, for Spider-Man, but I'm going to go off the board. There was a lot of rumors about Sony Bend before, and you know what? Um, why not try for something different? So I'll say Sony Bend. Mm -hmm. And they're also, like, not quite the cream of the crop, you know? Like, mm -hmm. they probably would be okay with them being in not a PlayStation thing rather than, yeah. like, Insomniac or Naughty Dog or whatever. Right, it might be a slightly smaller ones. Yeah, studio. you never know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And lastly, that brings us to Xbox. Um, who just has so many studios now under their control. I mean, where do you go? But there's just so many studios where you're like, they should announce something and they just haven't. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be Machine Games, though, because, um, for those that remember, this is the Wolfenstein um, studio, but they're working on Indiana Jones. And uh, there's been right. some new Indiana Jones trailers. That would be nice timing, I think, for the new movie and the game to line up. That's smart. I didn't think about that. But it's weird they're making an Indiana Jones. It, it is weird. Like, I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen it. Like, it could be completely different now or canceled or what. I don't know. But mm -hmm. it just kind of makes sense. Okay. Well, my final guess is I went with Tango Studios because they just recently put out Hi-Fi Rush. Um, they did, I believe they did Ghost Bar Tokyo before that. Mm -hmm. And so I we don't know what they're working on next. But they keep coming up with, like, new and creative ideas. So I'm hoping they show up and bonus points. They have one of the best logos. It's a tiny little snail and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. All right. Well, good luck. Good mm -hmm. luck. I truly hope that this time, regardless of who wins, that we at least see some more of these predictions come to the forefront instead of just, you know, being wrong <laughs> about everything. Oh, man. All right. Well, let me tell you about a little game I've been playing. Let me tell you a story because... Last last uh, week on the podcast, well, last week we didn't do a podcast. The last one we released, I said I was going to have beaten Ori by then uh, and talk about it on the show. And I've lied to you all, I will confess. Ori was longer than I thought, and I've been distracted with all the side stuff. So uh, you might say on the screen, James, that's not Ori. And I, I would say, dear listener, no, it's not. <laughs> this is actually Descenders. <laughs> really? I, I, was, I was believing it. I um, was yeah. lost for This is not Ori. This is uh, Chad on his bike. <laughs> Chad. And so... <laughs> Ian Chad number 96 over here. Yeah, so this is Descenders, and this is a game that I got off PS Plus, and I thought, you know, I'll play a little bit of this and talk about it on the show in place of my Ori segment. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm actually, like, way more impressed with this than I thought. And let me just say thank you for the YouTube video, Just Gameplay, borrowing your footage here. Mm -hmm. Let us know if you have a problem. We can take it down. We'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> okay, so this game is cool. It's like, you know, you're looking at the gameplay here. You're literally just riding a motorbike or a mountain bike, sorry, down some dirt trails, doing ramps, all the good bike stuff, right? You know, mm -hmm. you're jumping, you're spinning, you're doing all your tricks. Mm -hmm. But this game has a lot more to it than I initially thought. And I think aside from Trials, which I really love and I think is a great game, this is probably like my favorite sort of extreme sports game. And that's, you know. Is that counting snowboard kids? 
Is that an extreme sports game? I, I would say snowboarding is pretty okay. extreme. Then maybe maybe it's third place. Maybe it's third place. <laughs> okay, just checking. But the cool thing about this game that I did not know going in is it's actually a roguelike, which is a really weird thing to cross with like one of these, you know, sports games usually don't have those kind of mechanics. <laughs> Sorry, it's just turning so sharply in the video. <laughs> yeah, so let me just say like gameplay wise, I think it's pretty standard. Like I not like I play a lot of these motocross type of things, but like, you know, you're doing your flips. It feels like it should. Mm -hmm. Sometimes landing's a little weird. You know, you feel like, oh, I probably should have landed that or like it's not very lenient, but whatever. Um, you know, it feels fine. There's a real sense of speed though is the thing that I want to point out about the gameplay. Like when you get going on these straightaways and like the controller's vibrating, you can kind of, it kind of feels like a bike chain, you know, how it has that kind of like mm -hmm. feeling to it. I don't know how to describe it. Like if you've ridden a bike, you know that, like what that is. And you have the speedometer kind of on the bottom of your corner. You get up some pretty big speeds and there's ramps and, you know, little vibration and stuff. Like you really do feel the speed. But um, like with the roguelike, it's actually pretty cool. So this game is actually procedurally generated maps. And what happens is I played the career mode. You do like a run, there's four environments. You start in the fourth and you start on this map and there's like, you go down the track and then you, as you beat the levels, you get different nodes that unlock on the map. And so you're kind of progressing and like choosing which path you want to take mm -hmm. through the environment to make it to the end. And the way that it kind of goes is like, you go on these runs, it's in the forest, you're going through the map. And then, so you have like a health bar that lasts for your whole run. And the more times you fall off your bike, you take damage and then your run will end if you don't make it. Like, like almost like your day is over if you fall too many times in real life and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm just done. Like, right, I yeah. can't ride anymore, right? So you're really incentivized to like, try not to fall on some of the, some of the levels. And then that's contrasted with every time you're also given an objective. So it'll be like, oh, on this level, do two flips or mm -hmm. like nearly miss something and go by really close by. And if you complete those, you actually gain health back on your health bar. So you're kind of like trying to do some dangerous stuff, but you don't want to mess it up and then lose health instead of trying to trying to gain it. So it's kind of like a back and forth on there. You're also like gaining points and you can also, once you kind of fill up your experience bar, it's that green circle in the top, it's quite small. But when you fill that up, you can get like crew members that will join you on your run. So you can choose like, you know, which of these four friends do you want to join you? And they'll give you different bonuses. Like now your jump goes higher or um, mm -hmm. there's now it'll generate like slightly more steep ramps. So you're like, oh, I can go faster now on these ramps. Right. That's kind of what I'm looking to do. Um, so you can pick that and kind of get different combinations, build them together. Like if you get the steep ramps and the jumping, you can get a lot more height and do like bigger spins mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, so pretty cool the way that it kind of goes out. There's also like boss challenges. Um, hmm. That castle for anyone watching that you saw someone uh, go over, that was like considered a boss jump. So you're like okay, going off a jump right difficult. here coming up actually. You're going like up this ramp. You got to land like on the turret of the castle and there's another jump like coming up over here, which is pretty cool. Like it's unique. But the one thing I will say is I've only played like, yeah, turret. you can get trapped. He's totally trapped in the turret now. <laughs> oh my god Holy shit, that was pretty cool <laughs> okay um, this game's cool yeah it's cool but the, the one thing i will say is like after playing an hour you can definitely see like some duplicate things be generated in right like that castle turret was very cool the first time that i saw it but and i mm -hmm. thought like oh it's a boss jump like that's cool i got an achievement for like completing it stuff mm -hmm. like that but then i played like two more runs and i i ran into it again so it's like the i don't know how much variety is there it might be that i've also never beaten the first area so maybe you get like more parts kind of as you go. But um, I just thought the presentation was a lot cooler than a lot of these other games that are kind of just, you're getting a high score doing your tricks kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but there's more to it, you know, and you can, certain of the nodes on the map as well are like sponsored runs. So like if you do enough of those, there's three different sponsors in the game. 
um and you can like sign with them in your career so i don't know if that'll progress like your character in some way or or something like that but i think there's a lot to dig into here uh for someone who's like really into these style of games like i think it would be a really refreshing i could imagine someone talking about this being like this is a really refreshing take on these games that i really like right because in a similar way like we would say that about different genres like creature catching where we played so mm -hmm. many of them like i really think this could be cool for someone uh you know yeah explain this this definitely seems like it's got a little bit more to it than a lot of them. And like, maybe those other ones are so good mechanically. So like, there's reason to pick it over this. But this to me at least just seems like, from my limited perspective on these games, that there's a bit more going on it. Like maybe a bit more extrinsic motivation. Like the idea of like, there being kind of a roguelike progression or, you know, you kind of unlock stuff as you go would mm -hmm. maybe make me more motivated to play. Yeah, I mean, the unlocks aren't, that's the one thing is like more of a roguelike than a mm -hmm. rogue light because you don't right. really unlock like you don't really progress your racer right like at the right. end of the run you'll unlock kind of like a new shirt or like a new pair of shorts or something or a new helmet design like that fashion's important okay well you, you gotta like it, the right helmet will make you go faster <laughs> it's true <laughs> but um yeah and the other thing that's i guess i'll mention about the game that i appreciated was like it's it you see people's ghosts as well like on the track so as you're playing you can kind of watch what others are doing and it's um it's a little disorienting because at first I was avoid trying to avoid them. Like I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. crash into them, but obviously you can't. But it's cool because the game will give you like gameplay tips as you're going into each stage and it'll say things like, um, you know, take the level at your own pace. It's not a race. You can play however you want. Because mm -hmm. it's realistically it's not a race. Like you might want to try and be careful, or maybe you're trying to really, you know, hit all the jumps certain and do certain tricks. Like you might have a different mm -hmm. objective you're trying to complete. So it's kind of cool like how they give you that sense of like other people are on this track and mm -hmm. i think that's kind of like something that people might appreciate because i don't think you'd ever really be here by yourself in real life you know mm -hmm. it'd be cool in in tiger woods pga if there's like other people teeing off on the yeah. on like the course beside you like it just adds to that realism i love that feature in games like it's always like such a souls thing i was like you know you can play offline but if you play online when you see other mm -hmm. people especially when they sit down at the fire beside you like i just love that kind of like extra little bit of community aspect to a game mm -hmm. yeah and you can see like oh that guy just landed you know whatever trick like i didn't yeah. know i could get like a that much air off you know i'm sure there's people that have mm -hmm. that experience right exactly so yeah cool game i don't have much more to say about okay. it i don't think i'll play a whole lot more i but, have one more thing yeah. to say about it is that james i am telling you you must post that clip you showed me on twitter and everyone you must go watch it because he showed me the <laughs> one of the single funniest clips i've ever seen from a game of him just like bailing at the end of one of these races yeah so just to explain it in case you didn't go watch like there's this other there's one like steering thing you can do with the right stick and it kind of like kicks out the back tire of your bike like a drift like a different way to turn and it's it's kind of hard to control I'm i'm sure you can get better at it but like i was just experimenting and i did it like i was gonna drift across the finish line and there's like these two big metal bars on either side of it and i just did this drift and like annihilated my character into the bar like so bad and just the way he like flies off the bike and lays on the ground after, mm -hmm. it like, happens so quickly very funny yeah. very abrupt like out of nowhere yeah this is gold i'll, I'll uh, post so it good. for sure mm -hmm. but yeah so that's the senders and um I guess we have that brings us to the most exciting part for me the most exciting part of today's show uh, because everyone we've been watching the greatest show on tv at the moment yellow jackets season two just completed um 
I don't think we've... Have we talked about Yellow Jackets on the show at all before? I think you talked about it when you were watching season one Mm. and before I had watched season one. Yes. Okay. So that's a long time ago now Mm -hmm. because, of course, we both finished both seasons of the show. Um, Look, for those that have never heard of it, I guess the quick recap is this is the show... I think it's based on true events, right? But it's not I think it's totally, inspired. It's inspired, it's right? Inspired. But it's about a girls' soccer team that's going to a competition and crash lands in this forest. And it's kind of a, a split story. 50% of the show takes place like from the crash and like how this these girls survive in the forest. There's like creepy shit that happens. And then the other half of the show takes place in current day, which is like what happens to those that make it out of the wilderness situation and like how they're all fucked up in their lives and i think they're like in their mid 40s or something Mm -hmm. so there's quite a time jump like they've been rescued and back for quite some time i think it's 12 months they spend in the woods i don't that's not a spoiler that's something that's established pretty early Mm -hmm. um because it's less about like will they get rescued it's more about just like what happens when they're there and how that has affected them in the rest of their lives because let me tell you these these girls <laughs> these girls are they've been through some shit and they are they are not functioning well as adults <laughs> yeah and i think i think um what's like the the most impressive thing about this show to me anyway there's there's a lot of things that i like but what i like about it is how how well they tie together both of the timelines mm-hmm. like it really feels like you're getting to know a singular character across mm-hmm. both timelines and like you know, oh, Shauna wouldn't do that. But you know her from like two perspectives, but they're very consistent, you know, and you can Mm -hmm. see how their relationships of like the future ones are really just evolved forms of like the relationship they've built as the kids. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just really believable the way, like I really believe that this person would have grown up this way and been affected in this way and like based Mm -hmm. on their personality and their actions as a kid. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And it is very internally consistent that way. And um yeah, it's it's they're impressive too. Just the actors of especially with season two, I've noticed they've picked up a lot of their mannerisms. So like mm-hmm. especially with a lot of the younger actors, they kind of will like walk the same way or like have certain like speech cues that the adult version has that they like mm-hmm. you know, things like you do and maintain throughout your life. Yeah. Um something to mention about the second season as well. Elijah Wood uh, <laughs> makes a cameo appearance and plays maybe one of the greatest characters on TV for the last little while. <laughs> Yes. Um, I don't know how you describe him. He's just very eccentric and like this he's home detective. Very eccentric. He's he's like a billionaire who wears socks and sandals, and he's like a huge dork, but he's like a citizen detective. So he like goes on the Reddit equivalent and like tries to solve like cases that were closed by the police and never like finished and it's just it's fantastic he's literally like batman but (laughs) in a world where there's no villains or superheroes yeah so he's just a rich guy who solves crimes but he's not broody he's like dork version of batman (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) in like a normal world yeah so you had really interesting news about the show that came out today actually so um i think it's funny because i think season two kind of ended on like a big bang but apparently there is going to be a bonus episode that comes out between season, or uh, seasons two and three, mm, okay. which is very exciting. But it's definitely one of those shows where for every kind of like thread that gets tied up, there's two more threads that are that are opened mm-hmm. and it's, it doesn't really feel like there's tons of safety. Like I would say if like the obvious elephant in the room comparison is lost because it's like plane crashes, people stranded, what happens? 
I would say Lost is the like mystery sci-fi show and Yellow Jackets is the horror mystery show. Yeah. So I think I think what I'd like to do just before we end the little Yellow Jackets discussion here and have a nice crisp shorter episode of the show. We've had mm-hmm. a couple long ones recently. Hey? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go into a little bit of spoilers. Okay. So if you've not watched Yellow Jackets, I would say thank you for listening and uh, check us out on the next episode. But and if, go watch it. But yeah. caveat, do not eat anything while you're watching this show because <laughs> uh, you won't finish it. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but thank you for watching. For those of you that have watched Yellow Jackets, I want to talk to you about this extra hour that's coming mm-hmm. out here because, uh, you know, a couple years, a couple weeks ago, the second season ended. This is your last chance to get out. Uh, three, two, one. And so, like, a lot of shit happened, you know? And our girl died. What's her mm-hmm. name? Natalie. Uh, Natalie died. Oh, my God. She was my favorite character. And they so burned sad. the cabin down, you know, yep. in the forest. And so, like, they've left a lot of these things kind of going on. Um, but what do you think they're going to show in this hour, in between seasons two and three? Like, what's your knee-jerk reaction, you know? Because I've been thinking about this since you texted me that this morning. Mm-hmm. Like, what could it be? I don't know. It's crazy. Because I think there's two ways they can go. I think they're either going to drop some, like, crazy shit on us. Like, it's going to be a massive revelation. Or it's going to be something that's not super impactful. It's just, like, some bonus stuff. Like, maybe Natalie, a Natalie mm. funeral could mm. potentially be kind of the focus of the episode. So I think it's either going to be kind of, like, a quiet, somber episode. Or it's going to be, like, some shit's going to go on in the woods. They're going to leave the cabin. There's going to be another thing that seems maybe like it's, like like a mythical force or maybe they're just all still hallucinating mm-hmm. um that's interesting yeah. so i had two thoughts about it and they were completely different than what okay, you had okay. so what i thought which would be pretty interesting would be if it was like a an episode focusing on like lottie and van specifically because mm. we didn't get to see as much any of them in season one okay like showing a, so like kind of an yeah. episode to catch us up on like what exactly they've been doing since mm-hmm. they got back but then I thought, like, why not take it a step further? And I thought, well, you know, it's kind of weird to do an episode, like, in between seasons, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's almost like, why? I was thinking, why would you do that? And mm-hmm. so the one reason I thought was that, okay, they want to set something up to entice you for the third season, right? right. But it would have to be some kind of information that wasn't given, like, as a, in, mm-hmm. to do, like a storyline that almost wasn't includable in the second season, but they still want to set right. you up for something in the third season. So that means, makes me think, I think there's going to be one more person that mm. survived and is going to be one hour focused on exactly what they've been up to. Oh, so like a dark horse. Like a dark to... horse survivor. So who, who would that be? Well, my bet would be Coach. Coach, yeah. I think Coach is going to survive. I think he had his run in with death. Like he, mm-hmm. he nearly did it, you know, jumping mm-hmm. off the mountain. But I think it's going to be an episode on Coach, like how he survives in that cave mm-hmm. uh, away from the cannibalistic tribe of 19-year-olds or whatever. And uh, then he's going to come back and we're going to have an older coach because we don't yet have anyone in like the, you know, their... I don't even know how old Coach is, but I guess he'd be like middle aged. I would. I think he's like in sixties, maybe early late fifties yeah. or something by this yeah, time. Yeah, I don't think he was like. I think he was like in his 
20s when yeah. they crashed. So Well, wherever he is, I think we'll see Coach in present day That's as well. That's awesome. I think Coach seems like if there's one more character out there, because they did like the body reveal and they did the van reveal. And I don't think you can do too many more. Yeah. Like there's another girl. And there's not it. that many more that would be worth it. Like they're not going to bring the pink hat girl back. No. Or we like rat, hat girl. a rat girl doesn't deserve to be alive after keeping that oh carcass around. Oh my God. Oh my God. That was such a crazy moment. No, I take that back completely. I feel so bad for her. Yeah, poor rat girl. Yeah. Not only are you starving, but you're pet rats. Which is crazy. Oh, God. They're all lost, though. But who do you think? Like, what, yeah, if like, I was I right. Think, I think the only character they can, in a satisfying way, bring back is Coach. And it makes sense, too, because he's a bit older than them. So, like, when, you know, when they got rescued, they're all going to go back to, you know, living with their parents or whatever situation they were in before. But Coach is a bit older. Like, he could get back and just presumably, like, move yeah, across the continent, Yeah, he's like, I live in Bermuda right? now, like, and I'm yeah, just like, chilling. He's just, well, yeah, he's just, like, fucking gone, right? Like, if that was me, you'd get back and be like, nope, fresh start somewhere else. Maybe somewhere I can drive to, not fly, but, like, <laughs> he's gone, right? And they wouldn't really be in touch with him as much as the other mm -hmm. girls. He's not really part of their... Um, tribe so much so it makes sense that they would be like less connected yeah. to him but he could come back in some kind of i think that makes way. a lot of i think that makes sense right that's kind of what i was thinking mm -hmm. too especially after that last episode where he burned the cabin down like he's almost like a force in opposition mm -hmm. to them right at this yeah. point the other idea that i had because you can tell i've been thinking about <laughs> this is uh another kind of flashback like standalone episode would be um one hour on what happened in the forest before they landed where did that original plane come from that laura lee tried to fly and yeah. who built the cabin so and like where the symbols came from like give us mm -hmm. an hour on like if it introduces some character we've never seen before yeah like, like cabin guy like the dead body yeah at the top like of the tell cabin. us his story in one hour i would love to because we still don't know what the symbol exactly means, right? like maybe that maybe that's what it is a little bit of like a backstory episode to kind of yeah. catch us up on some of this stuff and like where the origin is because the cabin's gone now too right so maybe right. maybe so it's like now we can see where it came from yeah, that's right. And I realistically, when would that come up again now that they're going to be moving away from yeah, the cabin? Right. I actually, of all the guesses, I hope that's the case. I'm most interested so? to know the cabin backstory. Yeah, that's true. And I guess also, like, if they were to have one character extra survive, they could open the next season with that. And it would still exactly. be like, oh, a shock to see, like, oh, coach survived. But then it would be weird to have, like, the, go back to the cabin. Mm hmm. You know, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, who knows? But it would make sense to me as someone that doesn't write or work in TV in any yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> and who doesn't know like what's gonna happen in the next yeah. few seasons, right? <laughs> like maybe, maybe going back to the cabin makes so much sense with some clarity in season four, but mm -hmm. like we have no clue. So I, yeah. I like that prediction the most. So I hope yeah. that's true. Anything else on Yellow Jackets before we uh, head on um, to listener mail? Man, it's just so good. I think Shauna's baby was the best episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just been like an absolute trip. I love Yellow Jackets. I don't know if it's objectively a good show is yeah. the thing. Like, I think it really depends on how it ends. Because like, I feel like if it's not a satisfying ending, a lot of these threads could be like, oh, they went nowhere and it could kind of have a bit of a loss problem. But watching it is so incredibly entertaining that I don't care at this point. And I have like ho high hopes for it. Yeah, I think, I mean, judging on what we've seen, mm -hmm. I think it's a great show. I think it's like, it's not definitely something everyone would enjoy. Mm -hmm. Similar to The Last of Us, right? Just because it's very dark and gruesome and graphic. Yeah. And and you really have to be invested of like, what's going to happen next? Like, you have yeah. to be 
like yeah. on the edge of your seat otherwise yeah you know. but i think like for us it just is like exactly yeah. what we need in a tv show so mm-hmm. awesome stuff um okay let's finish the show off as we always do with a listener mail question um this week we put a listener mail question out on twitter to everyone um which was about summer game fest so i guess we could have included this back um mm-hmm. in the in that segment but uh yeah what uh we got a response from our friend Gabe, though, so I thought we'd just shout him out quickly uh, for the Summer Game Fest announcement he would want. Yeah, uh, so it was the same um, most realistic and most wanted game, and I guess it's a consolidated plea for help, actually, of just <laughs> factions, please. <laughs> no kidding, right? I think so, uh, it's I'll so disappointing you. that, that uh, it's, I mean, it's weird they, they delayed it, but they didn't ever have a release date to start with, so like, yeah, can it really be delayed? I'm concerned it's having some like inner development turmoil issues, but I mean, mm-hmm. I trust Naughty Dog, so... Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. So, I, as we always say, delay it, take your time. Mm-hmm. But man, like an online, like living in the Last of Us kind of world, like li- imagine just living in Jackson, you know, and you got to just figure it out and see like what's going on. Like it's going to be fun. Yeah, it sounds horrible, but I'd play it. And with that, everybody, that's been Listener Mail and that's going to close out the show. So, um, if you want to be cool like Gabe, yeah, you can reply to our questions on Twitter if you want to give us a follow. And of course, you can ask any other gaming related questions that you would like. Uh, to cloud control at proton.me um, but of course get in touch with us wherever you like uh, we appreciate all of your comments and everything as well so uh, thanks very much but until next time everyone uh, this oh i should say one more thing we may or may not be watching uh, some of the summer game fest stuff live um you know doing a reaction like we did with the showcase so check out our channel and stuff if we do it we'll post it there obviously if not this has been cloud control the, <laughs> the gaming <laughs> podcast that's not just good It's good enough, as you can see by this outro. (laughs) And we'll see you on the next episode.